right here is everything you need. This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Cause we ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host, Nadja Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Nadja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to change the way you look at money and everything else around you, because it absolutely matters. Today is Monday, June 5th, 2023, and we have several cryptopians whose birthdays are today. And they're celebrities in my eyes. Roger Williams from Atlanta, Georgia, Matthew Carter from Tallahassee, Florida, May today be filled with all the love, joy, peace, and happiness you deserve on this day. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been listening to some of the commercials that have come through on reparations. I have been in talks over the weekend with individuals that are talking about reparations for black Americans. And they really want to know what Bitcoin has to do with reparations. And so we're going to dig into that today. And so this is a very interesting conversation because it definitely plays into the ethos or the mindset around wealth And what exactly is going to happen if and when they decide to give us reparations? But we'll have this conversation in just a few. But before we go any further, I actually picked a quote for today. And that quote says, the art of life is constant readjustment to our surroundings. And that is Okora Okuku. And that is is no uh, that is no accident of a quote today because I am saying that we are going to have to be constant in the next year or so in readjusting to the changes that are happening around us. In fact, coming out of COVID, I had come up with this event that we did. Um, my staff and I were very successful at doing a actual uh, event called re-up. We are re-evaluating, we're rethinking, we're readjusting, we are reconvening, we are reading up. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got to re-up for what is about to take place as it relates to money, 
as it relates to all these different initiatives that are coming forth. And we have got to just make sure that we have our ducks in a row. And so we're going to talk about new money in that respect. There have been some new indictments or lawsuits that have come through from the SEC to exchanges exchanges like the one that I own so we're going to look into that and there have been some other situations in the cryptocurrency space that are interesting as we know the price of bitcoin is down today which gives us an opportunity to stack a little more satoshis and we're going to talk about why the price has gone down and what actually makes the price fluctuate and all of those things so that you can understand this new money, but also some of the things that you need to be paying attention to that in the past you have had other types of organizations that paid attention for you, such as your fidelities and your uh, E-trades and all of these other things. We are talking and teaching self sovereignty we can no longer allow other people to hold the future of our finances in their hand and so to whom much is given much is required so ladies and gentlemen we're going to continue this conversation when we come forward this is kbla talk 1580 in a moment moment. more with Najee roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on kbla talk 1580 you're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Nigel Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I know that there is a big push and initiative for reparations here in not just California, but in the United States itself. And there have been people fighting for reparations for many, many years. And I am none of us are sure or unclear if they're going we're all unclear if they're ever going to do any type of reparations which they have done for so many people in this country or so many groups of people in this country um but one thing that we know for sure is that we have got to be realists and we've really got to understand that if we are to get something Uh, We're going to have to get it ourselves and we're going to have to be very strategic about that. And so, again, I continuously say that our black experience stool should have four legs. You need your digital assets. You need your hard assets. You need your veil assets and you need your legacy assets assets and as we move through in our educational process we're going to get all of those things in place and as we look at hard assets being real estate and the reparations and things that they bring i just personally have a train of thought that there are many many of us black americans that if given reparations And given the amounts of money that they're talking about, we're going to do something good with that money. But on the other hand, I'm the person that travels this country every single summer from city to city. And I see what will happen if they put reparations in the hands of the general community that has not learned how to save and invest and do something a little bit different for their future. It's just going to go immediately back into the hands of Harley Davidson, 
It's going to go back in the hands of Nike because they're going to be buying Jordans. It's going to go back in the hands of Gucci. It's going to go back in the hands of Valenciaga. It's going to go back in the hands of the people who could care less if our community thrives. And so I think before we get any reparations, now I get it. Some folks got to be working on it in the background. But ultimately, our community needs a mindset shift and it's got to be immediate if we're going to even be able to acquire and maintain what is given to us now again there are going to be some outliers we're going to be the outliers because if you look in these neighborhoods the same neighborhoods that we travel we are in massive trouble in fact just yesterday sitting on the corner of i was on we were on prairie right across the street from the Rams stadium. And my husband observed a grown man cursing out and talking to about a two year old, like he was 30 or 40 years old himself. And we just shook our head because there is nothing we could do with a person such as that, that gets not saying that it's not due to them got to do some mindset changing in this community the way that we are uh, moving is not going to be a productive situation if you put hand you put money in the hands of ignorance it's it's going to be just it's going to be a sad situation so being the realist that i am uh we're talking about reparations in several different forms one of them is monetary and one of them is of course land and so as we look at this great transfer of wealth to black people it will not ultimately result in the absolute reparations of generational wealth because again of the psychological and emotional damage that affects the descendants of us formerly enslaved people in this country after the civil war many newly free blacks bought land and at the height, black Americans actually owned about 14% of the fort of the farmland. This, um, this country has done something special as it relates to us and our land. And I'm going to say this. We are sitting right now in 2023 with a opportunity to own land again in a way that we've never been able to do. And we are working not necessarily stealth like because your girl Naja Roberts is on the radio but I will tell you that we have a plan that plan is in place and we have been doing very well moving in the trajectory of making sure that those of us that are outliers and I'm not talking about financial outliers just regular everyday people are able to acquire the land that we need so that we don't have to depend on anybody to give us reparations now if they give it to us that's great but in the meantime we're going to show up and show out with what we have designed to ensure that our community gets our fair share so what actually happened is between 1910 and 1997 black americans lost 90 percent of their farmland one of the main causes of this property loss is air property 
where the descendants of landowners inherited land from their family, but there was no will or legal documentation that proved their land ownership. But I'm going to tell you all something. If Bitcoin had existed around those times, Bitcoin's open source and under waving ledger would have been a great source to verify land ownership. So ladies and gentlemen, this time as we acquire property between June 5th, 2023, moving forward, there are already protocols and companies that are in place that are going to ensure that the real estate that we purpose, we purchase this time around has some sort of recording that cannot be altered or deleted or like in my family's situation my little cousin can't walk into the corner store buy a loaf of bread and not pay for it supposedly and a whole family puts their name on 240 acres because of a loaf of bread. It is not going down based on this new digital record keeping called the blockchain. So some of the things that we need to put in place. Yes, we need the Steve Bradford's fighting for reparations, but we also need the Naja Roberts and the Bitcoin and the blockchain space ensuring that we have accurate data and record keeping this time around that cannot be altered or changed. And so that is how this whole digital economy fits into some of the things that they're talking about in the reparation space. But ladies and gentlemen, I see that as a missing component because if they did it once in history by taking and giving up even giving us land or taking the land back or not giving us the land at all we cannot go into this doing the same exact thing that we fought for and did back in the past nothing has changed but the dates ladies and gentlemen if you're still arguing and fighting in the same system that exists with no changes you're still going to fight and get the same thing that you've been getting and so one of the laws of bitcoin is that it provides equal protection under the protocol and so as we move into this reparations talk which and and i'm not saying anything bad but none of those individuals that are looking in the represent in the in the reparation space have even reached out to any of us that are in this space to figure out how we not fall into the traps that we fell in before and so there's some changes that need to be made so the percentage of black landowners as i was saying the United States has declined significantly over the past century. This decline is the result of a number of factors, including, as we've talked about before, the discriminatory lending practices. We got something for that. The laws that restricted land ownership for black folks in America. We've got something for that. The domestic terrorism by racist organizations. Now, I am going to share with you that that is still going on today. Uh, 
And we got to take the bulls by the reins or by the horns, not by the reins, because we don't even have, we bareback on these uh, bulls. But we got to take the bulls by the horn and we've got to address those things. There is no way we can continue to talk about them giving us our 40 acres if we don't have a way to accurately in this day and age really keep track of what's being given to us and all of those things. And so the barriers, the significant barriers that we faced in the past as it relates to credit or access to credit, we have actually cured that. And I'm not saying for the whole community, for those of us that are outliers that have been looking to use this new digital space, this new social media, this new access to information to grab the credit, to change and and make our credit scores what they need to be, how we need to work in the algorithm of the loans, all of those things that we have been working on to make sure that we have our digital assets in place. It is here and it's now, but the sad and unfortunate thing are those individuals that are working so hard in the old system, talking the own language, the old language, they don't even realize how things are changing because they're just going in their little bitty boxes and they're thinking what they were talking about and doing 20 years ago is still relevant to today. And folks are just really sitting back laughing at the fact that they're still antiquated in what they're trying to do. And again, I respect the the reparations argument. But the new facets of the new world and the new money and the central bank digital currency that is on its way is not going to assist us if we don't systematically do something different than we've done in the past. And so we have, uh, man, there is just so many things that we can talk about. The Homestead Act of 1862 granted land to white settlers. Uh, but excluded Native Americans and Black Americans from participating. Similarly, we know the Indian Reorganization Act of 1934 actually prohibited Native Americans from selling or leasing land without the approval of the federal government, effectively preventing them from gaining any economic independence overall the decline of black land ownership and things of that have been a very complex issue and it has deep roots and them just popping up today and saying hey we're gonna go ahead and allow them to have uh reparations i don't care in what denomination they give we need to be specific about making sure that we're able to get our hands on something they cannot touch take and take away at at this point because as soon i i mean i just envision i was just sitting the other day as we were listening to again individuals that are getting ready for the fight on reparations and i'm thinking to myself what happens if they give us 200, I'm just going to say $200,000 and they put it in the bank and we're holding that money in the bank because that's what most of us are going to do. I'm going to say those of us who are not spenders 
and are just going to go blow it in a couple of months. But those of us who leave our funds in the bank and then they switch to this central bank digital currency and you're not able to take that money out of the bank for one reason or another. Where are we? What have we gained by asking them for the very thing that is losing monetary value? It is useless. It's going to be useless if we don't do this correctly. So I say to you, if you have any close friend or family member or council person or senator or congressman or congresswoman that's fighting for reparations, I'm not, I'm tired of trying to talk to these folks about how money is changing. Somebody needs to reach out and say, hey, we, we're do, you're doing the right thing. But how should this be coming back to us so it is conducive to the future of money and the success of black folks in America? And so we really got to rethink this thing. And so I started out talking about the art of life is constant readjustment to our surroundings our surroundings and we cannot today talk about reparations wholeheartedly when we have not realized the readjustment in our surroundings because come July 1st Fed now program will be implemented again you're going to wake up the birds are going to be chirping the dogs are going to be barking. Go to the gas station and you will still be able to swipe your debit card. But ladies and gentlemen, that monetary system change wheels are rolling. They're rolling. The tracks are being laid right now. And those tracks will be completed on July 1st with the Fed Now program and it will not be soon after that they will roll out this central bank digital currency and no matter what you do and how hard you try to stop it if you have not gotten your house in order by the time it starts now again I don't know if CBDCs central bank digital currencies are going to start in August of this year 2024 I have no idea, but they're coming. The pilot program has been completed. So when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to continue the cryptocurrency conversation because we have got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. Padres in an action-packed series beginning Friday, May 12th to Sunday, May 14th at Dodger Stadium. For tickets, visit Dodgers.com slash tickets. This is the KBLA Sports Minute with Ray Richardson. The Miami Heat evened up the NBA Finals at 1-1 with a three-point win Sunday night in Denver. A couple of major adjustments by Heat coach Eric Spolstra was the difference in Game 2. Nugget center Nikola Jokic scored a game-high 41 points, but he had only four assists. Jokic had 14 in Game 1. The four assists means Jokic accounted for at least 20 fewer points in Game 2. The Heat made it much more difficult for Jokic to pass the ball to open teammates. The Heat also made good on a promise to be more aggressive and going to the basket. After only two free throw attempts in game one, they were 18 or 20 last night. Gabe Vincent, one of seven undrafted players on the Heat roster, led the Heat with 23 points. Game three is Wednesday night in Miami at 530 on ABC. 
no debates, no speculation, just the info you need. That's your KBLA Sports Minute. I'm Ray Richardson. More news, opinions, and conversation when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Everybody, man, let's make some noise! Is there a better day of the year to celebrate the anniversary of the only unapologetically progressive talk station west of the Mississippi focused on issues that impact the black community? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We think not. A station that amplifies black voices like yours with hosts and guests who look and sound like you. Celebrating our second anniversary on Juneteenth where KBLA Talk 1580... And you ain't seen nothing yet. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Talk radio. That's music to your ears. We're unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm Reverend Gerald, the Life Coach. Is someone you love struggling with addiction and mental illness? Is improving your family's health important? Want to leave a legacy that your family can grow? Are you ready to enhance your perception of life experiences? Then wake up weekends at 7 a.m. with Urban Family Focus and get the wisdom, opportunity, resources, and motivation to live your best life. Join the conversation on Urban Family Focus Saturday and Sunday at 7 a.m. Unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got your black. black. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We are going to do our market update and I may jump back in on the reparations conversation sometime this week because there is so much to unpack with that. Um, But as we look at Bitcoin this very moment, it is at $25,623. Y'all, Bitcoin is on sale. And so it is down in the last seven days, I did that first because I want y'all to know I'm going to be stacking a little bit more Satoshis today. But it's down 7.4% in the last seven days. But in the last hour, it's up 0.40%. In the last 24 hours, it's down 5.9%. And all that means is you can buy more Bitcoin today than you could yesterday and a whole lot more than you could seven days ago. So it's down as it relates to Ethereum. Ethereum is at $1,804. It is down in the last hour, 0.07%. In the last 24 hours, 5.28%. And in the last seven days, it's down 4.7%. Now, all those other cryptocurrencies that people have been running to and doing all these things, being optimistic about lawsuits and things of that sort, those uh, cryptocurrencies are doing so-so. Again, you got to know when to pull your money out. This is a casino. I'll go ahead and say it as a recovering Coinaholic, it is definitely a casino if you're doing the altcoins, 
alternative to Bitcoin. Anything other than Bitcoin is considered an altcoin, an alternative to Bitcoin. So I'm not going with the alternative anymore. I've done that. I've lost my money in that space. I'm just going to go with the big daddy of cryptocurrencies, which is Bitcoin. However, again, you're grown. You can do whatever you want to do with your hard-earned money. Just understand it is volatile and people are playing with your emotions in this space as you go to get the next best thing to Bitcoin. So just know that. So a lot of people have been making uh, just a couple of comments and questions about who actually owns the Bitcoin. And if the little bitty amounts of Bitcoin that we're buying every day are actually going to matter. Well, I'm going to tell you for me and my family, I think that it absolutely will matter with the little bitty bits of Bitcoin that we go, we have, and we go and collect and we go and buy on a daily basis. So why is that? The only way that you lose in Bitcoin is if you sell your Bitcoin. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that's the only way you lose your Bitcoin. The other way is giving it to somebody who's supposed to trade it for you and they get rid of your Bitcoin for you because they steal it. <laughs> that's the other way that you lose your Bitcoin. But in Bitcoin, you only lose if you sell. So if you actually bought the Bitcoin and the price drops, even if the price dropped to $5,000 today, you have still not lost the amount of Bitcoin you own, just the value has changed. And so as the price drops, I buy a little bit more because we know that the price is going to go up. But a lot of people are saying, hey, you guys are just doing $6 a day or $100 a month or whatever it is that you've decided you could afford to lose. Uh, and... They're not thinking that we're doing anything significant right now. But again, I submit to you that I really hope that my grandchildren will be able to realize the fact that Bitcoin Satoshis, the Satoshis, the smallest increment of a Bitcoin will eventually be worth a dollar a piece. And I'm going to be super excited about my little bitty Bitcoin that I'm purchasing on a, a daily basis. I'm not buying a whole Bitcoin. I'm just buying Satoshis. But uh, people are asking, who really has the Bitcoin? Are you really in control of Bitcoin if you only own a little bit? That's the way the technology is set up. So a closer look at the Bitcoin supply. Uh, is really important. And so I'm going to share that really quickly before we get into Binance and that situation. Bitcoin is a public ledger, ladies and gentlemen. It comes with a unique level of transparency that includes significant information de detailing where the Bitcoin supply lives. So if you're looking at the blockchain and if you're doing research, it's on everybody's computer. It is distributed. That's what the word distributed means. It's on everybody's computer. It's not just on Bank of America's website or our our computer it's on everybody that banks with bit uh with, with bank of america if bitcoin was at bank of america i was just saying but it's on everybody's computer everywhere in the world anybody who wants to check and so with the help of address tracking public announcements and other estimations across data sources uh, can be had. And so what we're finding out is that nearly 47% of the total 
Bitcoin supply is out there today and being utilized. A a considerable portion of Bitcoin's 21 million supply is estimated to be lost. Now, you heard what I said. People have lost their seed words. People have lost the computers that they had it stored on and they don't have access to it. People have just passed away during COVID and nobody has their C words, but there is a considerate amount, a considerable amount of, of Bitcoin that was lost and has been lost. And the only way we know that it may be lost or that we're speculating that is lost is that some of these wallet addresses, you can look online and see That the Bitcoin is there, but it hasn't moved the whole 14 years or the whole 13 years. And so either somebody is incredibly smart or they're no longer around to get that Bitcoin or things of that sort. So Satoshi Nakamoto, the person that mysteriously created Bitcoin, their coins are still sitting in the original wallet. I all the time, once a year at least, tell Satoshi Nakamoto to send some coins over to my Crypto Kids camp. But he hasn't done that yet, so I don't know if he's alive or well. But it's very useful data to help you understand what is going on with the nearly 4 million Bitcoin that has been lost. We got to keep track of the other amounts of Bitcoin that are out there. Again, 4 million have been lost already, but there's only 21 million that is ever going to be created. So if we hold just one, just one Bitcoin, and you're not going to start with one Bitcoin because it's $25,000, but you can start with $5 like me on Cash App or $6 like me on the Black Wall Street or $100 like me if I want to go to Cash App or the Black Wall Street or when I want to do 1000 or 3000 or 10000 I go to Crypto Blockchain Plug and I get a little bit at a time. Other large amounts of Bitcoin are on exchanges in the Grayscale Trust. A lot of you have heard about Grayscale. We talked about it before, and I'm going to continue to say you don't want to have exposure to Bitcoin. You want Bitcoin, not exposure to it. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. We are going to just kind of wrap up really quickly about Bitcoin holdings by entity type. Now, again, we are unclear as to how much the United States government holds in their Bitcoin wallet addresses because um, they have to report some of it. But unless we find out exactly what their wallet addresses are, it's hard for you to actually tell who's behind the wallet. But we can kind of sort of figure out where the government is moving their Bitcoin. China also has a lot of Bitcoin. We think that they have about 194,000 Bitcoin from seizures. But... Uh, And when I say seizures, they've seized people's Bitcoin. But it's difficult to actually verify that if we don't know the exact Bitcoin wallet addresses. With all that said, I'm going to give you just a rough guesstimate on the data 
and where we think the Bitcoin is. And I'm telling you this because I want us to all keep pushing to own a little bit of Satoshi's because we're doing good, y'all. We are in fourth place because I'm going to tell you right now, this little chart I'm looking at says that three million Bitcoin is lost forever. Then the exchanges hold another 2.3 million Bitcoin. And then the Bitcoin that not has not yet been created is 1.6 uh, million. And then us, ladies and gentlemen, those of you that hold $5 a Bitcoin, $10 a Bitcoin, $300 worth of Bitcoin, $10,000 worth of Bitcoin. We, ladies and gentlemen, have 1.1 uh, million Bitcoin in our little arsenal. Just think, we're in fourth place. I'm so excited for y'all. Grayscale has 633 Bitcoin. And then the government, I'm not sure if it's all the governments put together or the government, United States, but they have 254,000 Bitcoin. Block One, which is a company, has 164. Funds and ETFs have 158 Bitcoin. And then MicroStrategy has 140. The exchange that stole all my Bitcoin back in the day, Mt. Gox, they have 137,000. And then there's just some different companies and miners that hold the rest of the Bitcoin. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to be number four. Actually, we're number three if you take out the fact that the third category is Bitcoin that has not yet been created. That is going to be created all the way up through the year 2140. So if you do the math, you'll figure out if your grandkids or your great grandkids are going to be around in 2140 when Bitcoin cease to be created. And that million six uh, Bitcoin will be produced between now and then. And if I got my grandkids and my kids scooping up as many Satoshis as they can until 2140, we're going to be all good because that's the, the direction we're headed. Supply versus demand, and this is great. But I've got to jump into this quick conversation because the SEC has accused Binance of mishandling funds and lying to regulators. The SEC, the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange, which is Binance, Mix billions of dollars in customer funds and secretly sent them to separate companies controlled by Binance's founder, Chang Ping Zhu. Again, ladies and gentlemen, does this sound familiar? I think we're having deja vu. Just happened with Sam Bankman Freed. And it definitely, I don't know, you're innocent until proven guilty. However... Mr. Zhao has been accused of these things. But ladies and gentlemen, they would not be having these problems if they were non-custodial. That means that they were not holding on to people's Bitcoin. This is exactly why we don't hold on to people's Bitcoin. Because when you do things like that and you get, I don't want to say greedy because I don't know if the gentleman did it. But when you get into a situation where you're the number one exchange in the world, everybody is looking your direction and trying to find everything that they can to, to take you under. 
And so unfortunately, in this case, this is what has happened with uh, Binance today. That actually sent the price of Bitcoin going lower. Now, as we learn about trading and about market sentiments, we've been talking about market sentiments. We've been talking about the fear and greed index. We've been talking about current events and all sorts of things that play into the price of our different markets that we invest in cryptocurrency bitcoin is no different so when people got this news they started getting very worried that they could possibly have their bitcoin or their money caught up in this exchange called binance now i for one think that a lot of people did some selling off because they don't know what to do, how to hold it on their own. They don't know half of what you know because they don't have anybody that's on a consistent basis that's really trying to educate them on how to be self-sovereign. But you do. So we're not running because SEC sues Binance because we don't have our Bitcoin stored on Binance, number one. I should say you shouldn't because I've been very vocal and letting you all know that at some point back in 2017, 2018, when I thought I was smarter than the average bear, I left my Bitcoin and several other coins on the Binance platform when they changed when they were changed to a U.S. Um, to a regulation where U.S. holders could not be a part of Binance. They had to go to Binance U.S. I just thought I could escape that. And uh, I got some Bitcoin and some cryptocurrency locked up in Binance. So this is definitely going to affect me, especially if the exchange goes out of business. Guess who loses another set of thousands and thousands of dollars being hard-headed? You guessed it, your girl, Naja Roberts. So when we come forward, we are going to continue the conversation. We're going to talk about what we've got coming up this month and what you possibly need to be doing this month when we come forward this is kbla talk 1580 you're linked to the midday money chain with lynn richardson and naja roberts exclusively on kbla talk 1580 this is kbla talk 1580 where hate meets a scholarly match hey, hey, hey. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So first and foremost, we are going to continue the rest of the week just really getting ourselves into the mindset of what we need to be doing and where this space is going. As regulatory clarity comes out, I am going to make sure that you get that information as the jobs report and the interest rate hikes from the Fed come along, which I think they are, I am going to really try to help you maneuver because things are getting there. They're, we're getting down to the wire again. Everything's going to be OK. Everybody's going to still be able to function. But we've got some changes to make and we've got some steps that we need to make. And it's going to take all of us rowing this boat to get where we need to get as a community. And so we're going to continue that this entire week. If you have any questions about anything, you can send me an email to asknajaroberts at gmail.com. Again, asknajaroberts at d at gmail.com. You can send me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, 424 
317-737-3373. Now, the digital asset side, we are going to continue to dollar cost average. DCA a day keeps poverty away. So dollar cost averaging is what we are going to do in the space. Uh, what I'm going to do in the space. Never invest more than you can afford to lose. I am doing $6 a day and I am really focusing on digital assets, but hard assets as well. I am making sure that I have access to my money. Uh, In fact, I was at my Eastern Star meeting yesterday and one of my sisters says she actually went, she's a teacher in Compton She actually went to take cash to her bank yesterday and they would not accept it. How about that? So, ladies and gentlemen, changes are coming. Whether you've experienced or not, these are real people with real banking situations. And I know my sister, she ain't told no story, but her bank would not accept the cash or where she was trying to place the cash. And everybody is shocked, but I'm not. Uh, Because we know what's coming down the pipe. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. And I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me here today on Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And, ladies and gentlemen, that means you. You're listening to Nadja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Nadja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Nadja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.